Shomrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Black Widow, Volume 1, Shield's Most Wanted, Collecting Issues 1-6 to of the 2016 Marvel series by Mark Wade and Chris Samney. Benjamin, a bit of a, a, bit of a misnomer on this week's episode of, oh, comic book, of Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club. Because, oh, because what I'm saying is Shield's Most Wanted is actually a popular and successful television programme. <laughs> I've got them. See, there's, I've got there's, them. A, there's another misnomer: is that it's not at all popular. Or no, that's or, what I'm saying. That's what know, they wanted, Ben. That's what they uh, wanted. That's what they really, really wanted, and they never Benjamin, got it. Michael. Yes, that joke has gone over your head like the helicarrier. Because I've never watched that bloody yes. show, Michael. Speaking of old bloody Shield traditions, Michael, this is chock full of them, isn't it? Benjamin. Yeah. You said to me. But two weeks ago, you said to me, Michael, for next week's Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club, why don't we cover 2016's Black Widow? And yes. I said, fan dabby dozy, Ben, I've already read it. Sorted. Sorted, grand and dandy. And then, Ben, I picked this up and guess what, Ben? I, yeah, hadn't read I it. hadn't read it. I'd read a different one. <laughs> and I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you if I read the run before this or if I read the run after this. I think I it might have been the one after this, but it could have been the one before this. But they've all I blended together. Yeah, they, they. This is one of the great tragedies of of um, Black Widow, Michael, and we've talked about it on our other podcast, Sure Look, Sure Listen, the podcast that takes a pop of culture. I've heard of it and listened to it. And listen to it. We've said this before. Natasha Romanoff gets awfully handled by an awful lot of writers. It's very Who hard to tell. Even is she? It's it's just real tough for Natasha. Mm. She's having a real tough time mm. because she gets she gets bounced around from so bloody Ble- writer to writer. Benjamin, so do all comic book characters, though you could argue, and that's probably one of the reasons why Ben, I like a creator owned, consistent creative team, start to finish comic book. I don't know if I've ever mentioned Ben, but one of my favorite comic books is Invincible. Have I yes, ever mentioned that? Book. You have. It's it's come up once or twice. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why, Ben, because it's so consistent. Benjamin, yeah. though, why don't you tell us a little bit of the background of what's going on here? So, in this one, Michael, we're delving even deeper into the bloody spy mystery that is Black Widow. Ooh. And uh, we start a little in-media's res moment. Apparently, uh, good old Black Widow's had a little meeting with Maria Hill, and mm. it's not gone too well. Mm. <laughs> um, and she suddenly becomes a, an, a, an enemy of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. And, and they're trying uh, to get her, Ben. We're trying to get her, and then she goes on a, a classic, a classic spy out in the cold kind of uh, story arc. Then Michael, where she's been cast out from her former allies, she doesn't know who she can trust, and she's to to wind her way through a mystery. She's been blackmailed, Michael, by the mysterious villain known as the Weeping Lion. The Weeping Lion, Ben. Yes, it has to be very Russian. Everyone's Russian, Ben. Benjamin. <laughs> Everyone's Russian. Everyone's Russian in this. Benjamin. It's very Jason Bourne. It, it, it's very, very, very Jason Bourne. There's a lot of Jason Bourne going on here. Luckily, Ben, it's not very Jason Boring. <laughs> Thankfully, Michael, we, we didn't get a scene where it was like, Dear God, it's Natasha Romanoff. Dear God, it's Natasha Romanoff. Benjamin. Yes. Come here. Yes. Whoever wrote this, now yes. be they Mark Wade or someone else, yes. it was Mark Wade. It was but Mark Wade. Whoever wrote this, Ben, loves a set piece. Because oh. what, what this is, Ben is six set pieces. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it's it is. Six pet set pieces one after the other. And it's a different little tone for each one, Michael. Egg Zactamondo, Ben. So episode issue 1 is Yes. 
we have a set piece, Ben, where the Black yes. Widow, Natasha Romanoff, she has yes. to escape from a helicarrier in the sky and escape all the shield agents who are on the helicarrier and do a jump off a helicarrier and do an escape. Yes. That is like the last 20 minutes of an overblown budget Marvel film. But in a couple. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not saying any particular Marvel film, Ben. Two of them to memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But I'm not saying any particular one other than yeah, The sure. Winter Soldier and Black Widow. But um, <laughs> that's what's going on here. And what we're yeah. treated to is a 20 minute. Oh, that's funny, isn't it? My brain parsed them as 20 minutes. That's funny. That's funny and interesting. It's because you've got a TV brain, Michael. Oh, my brain has been conditioned by television. Yeah, you've got but a TV so, brain. So has this, though, Ben. Because although the fact that these are six 20-minute set pieces is one of my favourite things about this little comic book run, it's also, yes. I feel, one of the weaknesses of this little comic book run. Oh, no. Because, Ben, yeah. not every action set piece necessarily translates well to the medium of comics. One bloody one bloody Anthony Starkerment. Go on. Go on. For example, I find issue five to be, or issue, it's issue six, sorry. I find issue six to be very jolting in its beginning setup. I'm kind of what, like, oh. What do you mean? Oh. Um, where she where she kind of tricks poor old Tony Stark into to opening up the vault. Is that not issue seven, Ben? No, that's issue six. I guarantee right. you it's issue All six. Right. I looked it up before this very, very podcast. Good. Very good. <laughs> I double checked before this goddamn podcast. Very strong. What do you think issue six is? I thought I don't know. I'm, I'm no, confused it's, it's now because I, I have them in single issues, Ben. So I'm a little bit confused here. I'm not. Benj- I'm not dealing with this. I won't have it after last week's de- or after two weeks ago debacle. Benjamin, I, I made sure. Yes, Benjamin. Yeah. The one I'm specifically talking about is the car chase. Oh, that's weird, isn't it? And never did I realize until seeing this that. It's a great concept of her smashing around in a in a car park, trying to have a car chase and trying to escape from the bad guys great who sh- who've shot the double agent Ben. But it's very confusing and hard to follow because I, for one, don't feel that the car chase is a set piece which is best expressed through. Um, through the medium of comics, the car the chase of dance. is or dance. Very difficult, Ben. Hold on, I will attempt it. I bet it doesn't go. I mean, the passion is there, Michael, but the, the execution. So yeah, so that's that's my that's my one issue with it is that in its effort to be cinematic, I found yes. it a bit muddy. So the yes. the car chase, for example, I found that a bit muddy. In the scenes where it takes advantage of the comic medium itself. Mamma mia, it's a sublime a piece of meatball. Delicious. Very good. I, I think that entire Skyfall sequence, Michael, is quite enjoyable. Yes. I um, actually, Ben, would argue I enjoyed that more than... I don't want to do any spoilers, Ben, but if anyone has seen the film Black Widow... <laughs> Coincidentally spoiling the entire film. Any of the trailers for the film Black Widow. Yeah, um, um, done much better. It's done um, much better. It's a little bit more of an intimate setting as well. Somehow, yes, yeah. um, and my favorite. Sorry to keep cutting across you. It's okay. My favorite thing. My favorite thing about it is that the fact she jumps out of the helicarrier and survives through trickery and tomfoolery is commented upon. Like wowzers, 
yeah, how'd you, how'd do, you that? do this? <laughs> that's uh, that's amazing. Poor I believe the Maria Maria Hill got jobbed out, as they would say in the wrestling <laughs> industry. <laughs> I think one of my favorite lines is she makes a what is it a ten story drop look like a ballet. I think a ten thousand foot uh, that's drop. It, I think. A ten thousand foot drop look like a ballet. Yeah, um, that's a very enjoyable piece. My favorite of the six set pieces, Michael, is graveyard set piece. Oh, very good, Ben. Very good. New and unique thing that I haven't seen in comics before. Just uh, like, let me kill everyone in this graveyard while I shouldn't be here. Yes, while you two are talking about me not being here, watch as I kill. And then, one of the better twists, too. Yeah, it's all been oh, a setup, Michael. Were you doing the graveyard set Were you doing graveyard set piece the, the in interpretive jam. dance? Very good. Okay, <laughs> I get you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I was trying to do the whip and then the nae nae. Yeah, that's yeah, what the kids are into these days. No, no, not anymore, no. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I love that one. I love that one. That's very good. And um, some some nice little throwbacks, Ben, to the history of the character. For example, you don't tie Black Widow up to a chair and expect to get away with it. That's not going to go very well at all now, lads. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. If you've seen the 2015 film Avengers 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, Avengers, Ben. It was just Avengers. It was the film it Avengers. It wasn't Avengers that we see that in, was it? Yes. That's that's the introduction to Black Widow in Avengers, oh, Ben. Oh, it is. You're They're just like, right, hold Michael, on a moment while I get, film. hold on a minute while I get Black Widow on the phone here. And then they get her. And, and then, then they get her. and She, she gets kicks, out. Yeah, no, she kicks him in the head. Benjamin. Yes, go on. I liked. Go on. The classic spy trope of meeting an old mentor in the forest and having to, go on, having to go on a spy hunt. Uh, a bloody Hannah, a bloody The Long Goodbye, mm. a bloody uh, My Old Spy Master Lives in the Woods and Now I Must Visit Him. You know, that, that classic film. Mm. Um, yeah, that's pretty enjoyable. I, I think we get... A, one of the things I really enjoyed, Michael, is we finally get a kind of a, a clear definition of the exact lengths that poor Natasha had to go to to become the greatest spy in the Marvel Universe. She had to kill a Lithuanian man. She did. It was awful. Yeah. Um, and apparently her entire upbringing was horrific, as it was hinted at in uh, in Joss Whedon's ill-fated film, um, where being barren is equated to being a monster. Classic mm. Whedon Not trope. Great. Not great. Benjamin. Yeah. Was it any surprise to you to find out that Anya was my favourite character? Which one is Anya? You gotta, the, you gotta remind the, me. The sexy evil Black Widow. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't shock me, Michael. Was that, was that any surprise for you to find I, out? I thought you'd go for the character called the headmistress. I thought that would. Oh would, no, she was all. She got her face was bit. all. Ben, there's lots of hints to the wonkiness of Black Widow being uh, older than she should be, or not as old as she should. Oh, be. Oh, there's an awful lot of nods to that, isn't it? She's uh, apparently she's been genetically tampered with a little bit to make her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spruced. Benjamin. Yeah. As I was saying, though, the the places where this is at its best to me are where it takes takes use of the medium of comic books instead of just trying to do cinema. Well, well, give me some examples, Michael. I liked Ben when she was fighting the men and it was interspersed with ballet. Yes, it was good, wasn't it? It I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who else liked that? Joss Whedon. No, the director of 2018's Red Sparrow. Oh, Red Sparrow, Ben. So if, <laughs> if Black Widow was a film and a not good. <laughs> and, and a not good. Um, starring the now defunct Jennifer Lawrence, who isn't getting as much work for some reason, ever since mm. she was in a terrible space drama with Chris Pratt. You um, don't see a lot of Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence anymore. That's interesting. Nope. They tried but to not, make her a thing and it didn't Not stick. the remit for this podcast, Ben. Uh, no, that's on our other podcast. Where is Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, where is Jennifer Lawrence these days? where we take a true crime-style podcast approach 
to figure the career of Jennifer Lawrence. Focus she's up home. here. Focus Congrats. up. Stop talking about Jennifer Lawrence. She's having Bamberg. Um, she's just a normal, fun loving that particular, woman. That particular uh, scene that Michael adores, uh, where we get little glimpses of ballet training and the Red Room and mm. a whole cabal of young lady assassins. Mm. Um, that is that is then lifted by the director of 2018's Red Sparrow, and he's like, "I'll just do that." Yes. To I'm which everybody probably went, "Hang on, hang on, oh, whoa, this isn't a Black Widow film." He's like, "No, it's a Red Sparrow film." Red Sparrow, Black Widow, Red Sparrow, <laughs> completely different, color, different, different animal. I don't Sa- see any <laughs> connection same syllable whatsoever. count, but aside from that, like completely different. Brown uh, Frog, the sequel. <laughs> so um, I think that film has a lot to answer for, Michael. Um, as it went on Benjamin Anyway Yeah go on One of the oldest videos On our YouTube channel Sean Rebug Is an analysis Of whether Black Wid- of Red Sparrow Was ever a Black Widow film One of our finest pieces Of non-Ben content On one the of, channel yeah, one, of the, one of the most popular uh, Types of content <laughs> Benjamin <laughs> Yes So I like that <laughs> I like that scene Yes I liked the um, I liked the ghosty past scenes where she's going down the stairs and it's happening now, but we're seeing what's happening, but in a different kind of style of art. Maybe not style of art, Michael. Yeah, and I mean, you can do that in movies, but it's so old hat in movies. It's just a bit rubbish, isn't it? It's it's a bit rubbish. It's a bit old hat these days. Very hard to pull that off in a film as well without confusing your viewer. Um, Mm. One of my parents' least favourite... Um, and I'm using an older generation as a key frame of reference here. One of my parents' least favorite things is when they do an abrupt flashback, Michael. Mm. Um, so this happened most recently. Watching the uh, International Thief Extraordinaire film or series Lupin on Lupin. Netflix. Very Ocean's popular. Eight. Jumps between, frequently jumps between Lupin in 1995 and um, present day Lupin. And there's no indication given when they're jumping. To which my parents go. Sometimes, but even then, no change to grading, Michael. No change to soundtrack. No change to no. So my parents are there going, "Wait, what? Hmm? Hmm. Where are we now? What's Hmm. that?" Hmm? Benjamin, Hmm. you say that right? Yeah, go on. But this is not a film podcast. First of all, so we're not going to go too in depth into that. How dare you? But Benjamin, there is a learned visual shorthand to being a comic book reader. Yes. And this comic, I think, to a non-comic book reader, would be borderline indecipherable. They would look at it, yes. They would look at it and go, what in the Hugh Hefner is going on in this comic book? Not all of it. Some of it is just frenetic action escape scenes and people doing a punch and a kick. Just a bit of spy banter. Yes, but any of the, any of the flashbacky stuff or the... The mm. more um, obscurest, what's the word I'm looking for, Ben? Dada-esque art <laughs> episodes. You'd be like, what is the hype is going <laughs> you know, on here? Tosser, <laughs> when, where, which, which episodes do you consider to be Dada-esque? All of them, Ben. Any of the ones where it's not just what's happening, that is, to my mind, Dada-esque. <laughs> is that true for anything in yes. Life Muggle? Anything, Ben, that I find difficult to understand is Dada-esque. So if you're ever out drinking with Michael, he's not an art critic. He's just drunk. And now yes. nothing makes sense to him because this yeah. is all very Dada-esque. It's all very Dada-esque. <laughs> ben, I use Dada-esque in the way idiots use Kafka-esque <laughs> when they want to sound smart. 
But I do it to sound <laughs> dumb. <laughs> because I know my stuff. Um, I don't, Ben. I don't know what data esc means. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, so moving on from there, Michael. Um, out of the out of the six that we have, so let, let's go through them very very quickly. There. Okay. Uh, number one is the daring escape. Number two is graveyard two electric boogaloo. That's so good. Very good. Very mm. good. Number three, Michael. Remind me what number three is. Is that journey into the past? Yeah. Uh, yes. Journey into the past. Number four is. Um, oh no, there's a shield agent on me. Yeah. Um, number five is. Oh, number five is escaping me. Oh, like uh, Natasha, Natasha Romanoff in issue one. In issue one. Hang on, I'm going to get. Gonna, number six then is. Uh, oh, Weeping Lion, I've got you. No, wait, hang on a second. I haven't. I haven't um, got you. You've escaped, you son of a bitch. You've escaped, you son of a bitch. Um, ah, no, sorry. Episode five is. Oh no, I've got a shield agent. Yes. And Which one have you missed? I've missed three, I think. Oh, no, sorry. Three and four are Journey into the Past. Ah, three of is Back to the Red Room, and yeah. four is, oh, no, there's another Red Room. Killing these fellas in the snow. Yeah, killing these lads in the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a, it's a bit of an all aboard the bone. But each one, Michael, I, I'm glad you put that down now because I hadn't made that connection myself. They're all set pieces, Michael, from old Bond films. They're all a set piece. They're just There's, big old set pieces. Yeah, jumping out of a skycopter while being chased. That's issue one. Issue two is... Um, What's issue two? Issue two is Graveyard. Issue two, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing assassins, fighting the assassins in the graveyard and it turns out to be a twist. Issue three is going back to the past and finding your past and meeting an old mentor. Issue four is killing those fellas in the snow and meeting your sexy rival. Issue yeah. five is um, your classic um, double cross, meet up in the double cross. I like when yeah. she's walking through the city, Ben, and the... Uh, the Weeping Lions agents have all been given one line to say to her as they just walk past. Knock out. So, so nobody knows. It's there's yeah. some great spy work put together here. Oh, Michael. amazing! This is a great spy comic. Benjamin, have you ever met people though? Someone would fuck that up. Someone would say <laughs> their line before someone else, or you know, someone would miss their cue a little bit. That's it's yeah. not, of all the nonsense that happens with this that isn't believable. That is the most unbelievable thing. That yeah, that there's works. no way they could sync it up like that. Not a chance. Although people have flash mobs, so maybe. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. A flash mob of spies. A flash mob of spies. That's exactly <laughs> what we had to deal with. So let's let's come to the villain then, the weeping lion, Michael. How mm. much fun do you think Mark Wade had going through old Bond titles and being like, oh, what am I gonna, what am I gonna call this guy? Oh, the weeping lion. I liked it. I thought it was good. That'd be good. He's a great old villain. What did you think of the twist for the villain, though, Michael? I don't remember it, Ben. I have to say, I, I can't remember. Who is it? Tony Stark? Michael, he's, he's introduced as a big burly man with a balaclava oh, who has a little that's, cry. Yeah, but no, that's, that's, his, a, that's the Bane twist, Ben. It's the Bane twist, Michael. He's a puppet. Yeah, it's he's the Bane twist. He's a puppet twist. for a little telepath. Mm. A tricky-dicky little telepath. Mm. No it's use. actually the weeping line. Mm. No use. I thought that was where it let itself down, Michael. Just have a big burly assassin man from Natasha's past be the weeping line. Benjamin. It's fine, yeah. In the first couple of glimpses we get of him, he looks very much like much like it's going to be the classic Marvel comics villain Arcade. It does. It, it like, does yeah. Oh, I hope this isn't Arcade. <laughs> That's this a, is fucking Arcade. That is a step too far. If this is Arcade, I am out of here. I have no time or interest. Fun fact for anybody: when Marvel is a fu- or when Mick is a future editor of Marvel Comics, and you want to pitch a story, if it has Arcade in it, it's not getting published. No, 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 no. That's not true. Well, that's no, not true. I've no problem with Arcade. Okay. It just would have been so tonally wrong for nearly <laughs> yeah, as tonally wrong as what they went with, but yeah. so tonally wrong yeah. for this comic. 
so I, I think one of the key things to understand what's going on here, um, both stylistically and tonally, especially with those set pieces and that jumping around, is if you take a look at the 60s, uh, Michael, in the early days of Marvel Comics, mm. um, Nick Fury had his own series, and it was written by written and created by a guy called Jim Steranko. I've heard of him and seen his work a bit. Um, Jim Very Steranko. Very Dada-esque. Very Dada. I, actually, genuinely, this time, Michael, nail on the head, it is actually Dada-esque in certain aspects. Um, Jim Steranko is kind of famous for taking on the, the spy elements of Marvel's uh, comic book universe. So mm. he wrote a lot of the Captain America stuff in the 60s to kind of update him and make him, you know, a modern kind of soldier he wrote a lot of black widow stuff he wrote the hugely influential um nick fury thing the contest mm. valentina did that we're seeing yeah, in the mcu now is one of his creations mm. um and jim steranko would do these really kind of acid trippy bizarre like psychological torture things he watched a lot of the ip chris file when he was younger michael mm. and it influenced a lot of his comic book style and stuff like that a lot a of, lot the of prisoner. what this is a lot of the prisoner, I would imagine so, and a lot of what this is, Michael, is is heavily influenced by those Jim Steranko kind of classic comics because he goes all the way back to doing the the kind of classic flying car. That's a real old Nick Fury thing. Everybody loves a shield flying car, Ben. Everybody loves a shield flying car. It's the old kind of frog suit um, mm. shield uniform, and um, where they're all in the one bodysuit with the white boots and the white straps and except and kind of thing. the people, Ben. In, in issue one, she escapes through a normal office. They've just got a normal office built on the helicarrier with yeah. plasterboard walls. Yeah, of course. It, weird. And paper files. They've yeah. got a helicarrier full of paper files. It's the 60s weird. all over again, Michael. Yeah, it's the 60s up in the sky. It's the 60s in the sky. Um, it's a shame we don't name these episodes, Michael, in a humorous a way. Because 60s in the sky would be a great mm. name, um, name for this particular one. So a lot of that is owed to that, Michael. And I think another huge death that this comic owes is 2012's Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and David Aja. Which also features a car chase in the second issue and is probably a better car chase than this one's car chase. 10 out of 10, definitely the case, Michael. Mm. Um, this, I think, is Mark Wade and Chris Samney's look at that and they said, oh yeah, that's, that's a cool comic. Let's do something like that with Black Widow. Let's do that with Black Widow, but with slightly nicer art. Let's, let's streamline her down and make this a really clean and polished thing. Because, Michael, as mm. you said before, the art. Oh, Mamma mia, Ben. I Chef's turned it kiss. on, Ben. I turned it on. And I'm using television um, terminology again. Sure. I turned it on at first. And I went, And I went, oh, I haven't read this. I thought I had, but I haven't. And now I don't remember in the podcast in 15 minutes. I wish I'd read this before. <laughs> um, so I turned it on, Ben. And I said to myself, um, fuck, I should have read this. And then I said to myself, <laughs> um, this is a bit basic, isn't it? This is a bit basic. It's a bit... And I'm, I, I hate to use this derogatorily, but it's a bit pop arty. It's a bit Mike Allred. It's a bit. Um, but then, Ben, what it lacks in rendering, which yes. is an art term you've taught me, yes. what it lacks in rendering, it makes up in kineticism and movement and the the se- sequential delights happening in a single splash page. Michael, Chris Samney knows what he's about. He knows um, what's going on. It's not his first rodeo. <laughs> knows how to plot a comic. Knows how to use color to guide the eye. Knows how to frame, compose. Very, very clean. Everybody's distinguishable, Michael. Everyone's looking like a different person. Even Everyone's Black looking Widow like a dif- different person. Even Black Widow with different hair looks like the same person with different hair, not just a tracing of a different porn star. 
It's good, isn't it? It's yeah. good when they don't um, do that. <laughs> who am I taking a shot at there, Ben? What's that guy? Uh, I can't remember that guy's name. Oh, but crap. You're, you're not wrong. There is oh, that forgotten one guy who does it for everything. Oh, let um, us know, listeners. You know who it is. We, you know we, who it is. <laughs> tweet, tweet us at Listen Sure. Um, well, hop up on that Discord. Hop up on that Discord, baby. But, um, Michael, the other thing that I wanted to touch on before we finish out today's episode is a lot of the plot for um, 2021's uh, slash 2019's Black Widow is um, featured in this. Uh, the whole Red Room mini spies around the world. Yeah. Um, uh, angle is lifted directly from this comic which i didn't know when i had picked it and um, i picked it because i heard it was a good black widow comic yeah 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 let alone ben let alone um let alone uh let alone the escape from the helicarrier jumping out of the sky yeah that was taken Earth. as well they were like oh instead of doing that at the start let's do it at the end let's do it at the end we i tell you what would have I, I tell you what would have and spoilers for the black widow movie i tell you what would have made it a bloody better movie if that had been the opening scene um but I'm not away sure. From... I'm not sure about starting in media res all the time because uh, I think they jo- they did job out poor old Maria Hill. <laughs> she just she just Maria, Maria Hill was yeah she was quite incompetent. Let's be honest. Bless her. She was always supposed to be like t- Nick Fury's replacement, and it just never never Stop. came to fruition never no. came to fruition um yeah so there's a lot of that going on there there's a really nice juxtaposition between um old spycraft and new spycraft so uh yosef her mentor in the cabin in the woods mm-hmm. um is very vehement about her learning the old ways because you know sometimes the new ways aren't it michael yeah just sometimes. sneak up on this man and stab him with a knife it's way easier, Natasha, I promise. But what about the morals and ethics? Pa, you're a spy. Get it done. Yeah, yeah, um, just sneak up and stab him. Great stuff. Um, so apart from that weird twist in issue six where it turns out it's a little telepath with a, an axe to grind, um, you know, it's a pretty decent comic, Michael. I enjoyed it a lot. I very much enjoyed it, Ben. Um, um, brisk. Brisk. You, you, you get through the six issues before you know where you are, Michael. And then you go back and you go, look at those arts. Look at those arts. Look at them. Um, there's some phenomenal nods to the character as we move through it as well. Tony Stark, as she says, an old flame has come to visit. Um, Tony Stark used to date young Natasha Romanoff. Who bloody hasn't been? Who? Oh, well, Michael, it's not nice to kiss and tell. Um, but if you do kiss and tell on Natasha Romanoff, she'll probably do you in. Yeah, she'll um, stab you. She'll sneak up behind she'll, you. She'll, she'll, stab you. she'll sneak up behind you and stab you. Uh, but this, Michael, is a great little romp. And it's very clean. And we get a good sense of who Natasha is as a character, which is something I think she's often lacking. Mm. Um, we kind of understand a lot more about what Natasha's been through and what drives her. And she's not, she's not necessarily a nice person, Michael. She's not the best egg. She's not the best egg, Michael, but she gets the job done. Oh, she'll stab a man as soon as look at him. Um, what I like is how they build her characterization through the people around her. Um, so the the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that's on her trail does not like Natasha Romanoff because anytime Natasha Romanoff goes in the field, shit gets fucked up. Yeah. And she's 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 a bloody she's a she's a bloody consequence, Michael. She's a bloody she's a dangerous asset. And she's, she's a force unto herself. Yeah, yeah, um, she's always gone rogue, Ben. And I think that's a really interesting way to build up the character. And you leave this uh, little six issue thing going, is this the good guy? Is mm. this going to end well? Mm. Maybe she has done something awful. Mm. Maybe she is doing a terrible thing. Because she beats a man's head in with a rock, Michael. But is she, Ben? We don't know. We don't know, because we only read six issues, Michael, because we don't yeah. read ahead here yeah, on collecting issues, the bi-weekly comic book club. Mm. Doesn't happen. Doesn't no. happen. Tell you what we will be reading in two weeks, though, Michael. Oh. Tell you what. Tell you what. what is it? We'll be reading The Seven Deadly Sins by TKO Comics. 
What's that now? The Seven Deadly Sins, Michael, is a bloody Western comic. Oh, with cowboys. seven lads on death row in oh. Mexico who are hired by a priest for a deadly suicide mission. Oh, this the Magnificent Seven, I've seen it. The Magnificent Seven, but this is called The Seven Deadly Sins, Michael. Oh, um, that sounds exciting. And it's from TKO Comics. We're going to be checking it out in two weeks' time. But Our good friends at TKO Comics, Ben. Our good friends at TKO Comics, whose uh, intern occasionally tweets or Instagrams <laughs> with us. Um, oh, interns! <laughs> Gotta love the interns. Um, so, uh, Michael. Benjamin. That just leaves us to talk to the listeners. Don't let us pick all the comics, ladies and gentlemen. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you'd like to hear covered on Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club. Um, yep. You can do that in a number of different ways. You can find us on the interwebs at www.seomrabeug.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room in Irish. It means the tiny room in Irish. Mm. Um, you can find us on the bloody Twitter at ListenSure. Give us a shout there and get in touch with us. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Collecting Issues, which I never, ever update or do anything no, with. But never. we're there. I think there's one should, post. You can get in touch with us if you want. Um, but the best way, ladies and gentlemen, is our new and growing little community uh, on Discord. So get up on the Discord. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you'd like to hear covered. Hop up on that Discord, baby. Benjamin, I've just discovered that it's pronounced Discord. It's it's not. That's a lie. Mm. That's a lie. Um, so on that on that egregious and uh, erroneous note, ladies and gentlemen, we'll say goodbye. Bye-bye. All right, see you in two weeks. It's Seven Deadly Sins with the Cowboys.